Hey, Dee and Harrison. Um, hey, uh, I'm just listening to uh, whatever episode I'm listening to, and you guys are talking about whales, and it reminds me of uh, this time I was talking to these two gals, and I asked them, are you, uh, are you two ladies from England? And they said, whales. And I said, oh, excuse me, are you two whales from England? And that's the last thing I remember. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Actually, I'm the only host that's here today, except for my special guest host, um, due to Harrison being supposedly on a cross-country road trip um, with Jizzy Jake, which I'll get into in a second. Um, so we have special guest hosts Lance Wackerly and uh, Steele filling in this week. Thanks, guys, for filling in. How's tricks? No problem. Good to hear from you. Happy Fourth of July. The, we usually do the other the winter holiday, so this is the first summer holiday guest host appearance, I think. Yeah, this is like a summer check-in. I, I kind of I was wondering, you know, like I, I, Steele's on the show every now and then, but Wackerly, you're like what biannually? I thought it was just annually, but. Because I, cause I figure because I'm doing this one, then I don't have to do the Christmas one, right? Don't I get a pass? <laughs> I don't Good know. Logic. I'll yeah, I'll probably ask you to do Makes both. Makes sense to me. <laughs> All right. So uh, happy 4th of July there, uh, uh, Steele. Um, you going to the Deja Vu barbecue? Deja Vu? As far as I know, the strip joints are still closed in Michigan due to the... I think they reopened them for like two days, and then there were some cases of COVID, so they closed them back up as far as I know. Wasn't it hard to social distance with a uh, slut on your lap? Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, who's going to pay for the lap dance when I got to be six foot away with a mask on? And if, <laughs> quite frankly, if I go into a fucking strip joint this time of year, I want them wearing their mask on their pussy, which they should have been doing for the last several decades. <laughs> but Jesus, what... those things stink sometimes. <laughs> so you we... could get one of those big plastic face shields. You, you, that I mean, like a, it's kind of like a sneeze guard. What? Yeah, <laughs> or they could put a salad bar sneeze guard over their pussies. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but in some cases, the mask actually kind of helps them out. You know, um, you mean covering their their minger face? <laughs> exactly. Uh, wait, so Steele, are you implying that the COVID virus can be transmitted through queefing? Oh, there's no question. I, I don't see how it couldn't be. Like, there's nothing filthier. I mean, let's face it. The asshole is the filthiest part of the human anatomy, and then the second most filthy part on any anatomy is the fucking internal fucking uh, sections of some chick's pussy. So, if it can Just be below fucking, the asshole. If somebody can sneeze and spread aerosol, put aerosols into the air that has the coronavirus in it and if they caught if they do a cunt cough or a fucking pussy fart there's no question that's going to get in the air i don't want to be around that i've heard that it can be transmitted through farts so it makes sense i mean a uh you know a pussy fart might be able to transmit the disease so yeah. well there's only one way to find out 
go to the strip joint. Uh, yeah, I'd be amazed. I mean, they don't even have bars open here now. Oh, the bars were open for like maybe a week, two weeks, and now they're closed again. Are the bars well, I, open in Bay City? I'm I, I'm really interested in. Let's not get off the deja vu yet, or any of these strip clubs, because like none of those none of those whores have worked for like six months. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they've had to move on. To, it's not like they, I mean, they make a lot of money, but they don't save it. You know, they're always spending it on frivolous fucking shit. So when they do reopen, is, is it going to have to be like a whole new batch? Like, did all the old ones sort of let themselves go? Or, you know, the they're not gaggle. keeping up with their dancing skills. <laughs> like, <laughs> it should be weird when they reopen. Is it all going to be like a rookie crop of well, new, new they, meat? They probably gained the quarantine 50, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Lance brings up a good point about their rhythm skills. Those are probably not that strippers have great dancing rhythm generally to begin with, but it's you know like they said three months out now where they haven't been dancing around a pole or you know yeah. doing their booty shaking or anything. So yeah, they they're probably like they probably don't even know how to use the pole anymore. They go to grab it and they fall on the floor. Like it's it's probably like training camp. Like for you know football when you after the season's over you have eight months off before you return to training camp and when you come back to camp you're a little rusty a little rusty there's field rust there and i imagine that there's a pole you know stripper pole rust when it comes to you know when you've had that much time off from the nudie bar <laughs> well it requires a significant amount of upper body strength to uh to swing around that pole so and especially with that huge fake their... tits <laughs> yeah and I, I do you think maybe in this time too they've lost their skill at getting customers to think that they're interested in them oh, the hustle yeah yeah i mean yeah. uh you know they're you know when you're in it every night you can really get customers to think oh that chick wants to fuck me she's into me and now gotta, i wonder if gotta, i mean they all that. have their they all have the super mark though right the dude who comes in like every week and like oh, they like, really got a guy wrapped around their finger like you got to believe that those strippers are still sort of calling and texting that dude and being like oh hey could you send me you know 150 bucks and the guy does it because he's a total you know pushover um and yeah, like how, how long has he been doing that yeah, but the hustle is important because you have to be able to feign interest in whatever the guy's talking about, like his job at Lowe's. You know, you got to be like, oh, that's interesting. So he'll give you $20 for a lap dance. Yeah, it's tough. After like three months off, I don't know. You'd think it's like, okay, now they're fat and they just don't give a shit anymore. They've been well, on well, unemployment. But this this is also brings up, and I, I'm just finding out about this, although I think it's been around for a while. This this OnlyFans thing, so they're probably all oh, doing yeah. that, right? You start an OnlyFans account, and you just you know show your butthole on your webcam, and then tons of dudes send you money, and it probably makes more money than even stripping at, at the real strip clubs. So that makes me wonder, like, why strippers are doing it as a strip club at all anymore? I guess you can make well, a lot of the strip club. Yeah, I mean, technology is definitely going to – it's it's obviously impacted porn and a bunch of other things. So, yeah, there's no doubt that technology could certainly impact the nudie bar, <laughs> except some of the people that go to nudie bars, that's their only chance for any sort of physical contact with a social woman interaction, legally, yeah. aside from rape or whatever. Are so, you talking about yourself here? I, I I didn't mention names, but you could you could maybe transition to say that there is maybe this is maybe a, a, I'm talking about it maybe this is auto big uh, biographical in some ways. Talk about a friend. Uh, yeah, 
so I mean, if you, to take that element out of it, I don't. I don't I, it could be impacted slightly, but I think there's always going to be that element there that's like, oh, that's the only way I'm going to be able to get out of the basement and actually be within two inches of a naked broad that's riding my cock. So I, I don't think you're ever going to totally eliminate that. You think about truckers, you know, and they're going cross country. They don't. They don't have the. Yeah, I guess they have their phones, but you know they don't have laptops. They don't have masturbation chairs and feet mice. You know the feet foot mouse. <laughs> you think they aren't jacking off in the chair of that truck? <laughs> they have it's lot lizards. Crazy. They have lot lizards. Yeah, yeah, there are lot lizards. But but you do bring up an interesting point. So do these strippers at these strip clubs? Do they qualify for Corona aid, like virus aid? Like the six hundred bucks a month that people are getting? I would bet uh, so. Well, I don't know, because they're separate things, because most strippers aren't actual employees. They're, like, contractors. So they would fall under, there's, uh, what is it, gig workers, like people that are in bands. The gig economy, like yeah. Yeah, that had a separate, they didn't, they had a separate unemployment type thing that I don't think they got as much. So I don't know how that would work for them, unless they have their own, unless they're actually registered as, like, a sole proprietor on their own and, and the contract with their nudity are, I don't think they qualify. An I, LLC. I the problem is that, like, they're really, they're making, like, you know, $5,000 a week or a month, but, but on, but on, for tax purposes, they're making, like, $500 a month. Right. So they're, they're, they're only playing, getting that 500 tax. bucks. Yeah, they report, like, a yeah. percentage of their tips. Yeah, like, well, they don't, yeah, if it's, if the stuff they get in cash, they don't really have to report. And it's not the club's responsibility to report them if they're not an actual employee. If they're just a contract employee, they just give them. Uh, uh, we, employer employees get W twos, but a contract employee ten ninety nine. Yeah, they get it. Yeah. So it's up to that that person individually to state how much they make each year. So it'd be hard to trace, you know, how much they actually made to actually qualify for unemployment benefits. So yeah, they're probably struggling. I remember when I worked at uh, the Gold Club in San Francisco, there was a guy every year that would come to do everybody's taxes. Dwayne, the tax man, he'd come from Sacramento. And he was just like, I don't know, this like 40-year-old black guy that was just like, yeah, I do everybody's taxes. And so he made me. (laughs) Well, all the strippers. Well, the stripper. I mean, but all the strippers and like the other strip club employees. So for me, he's like, best way to do it is file an LLC. He's like, what do you want to call it? And I was like. How about Dirty Sanchez Industries? And so he made like this this fake company. And yeah, like with just on paper, percentage of my tips, it looked like I made, I don't know, like 200 bucks a week. And then I had, you know, a pittance that I was paid hourly from the from the club. But yet I was making, right. God, I don't know, like you'd make like $1,800 on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. But you, 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 but you, you did have salary. You were actually paid directly by the club for your hourly rate. Yeah, but it was a very, it was a very minimal yeah. W two. But yeah. then I had a ten ninety. Yeah. I had to file uh, a percentage of my uh, tips as well. Right. Right. So, but that, but dancers don't even file. They don't get any hourly rate. They get no rate through the club. They're not an employee in any way, shape, or form. They're a contractor. Oh, yeah, that's true. At most clubs. So I don't know how that works. Hmm. Maybe you should get into doing stripper accounting, Steele. There you go. That must be a very lucrative field. Uh, I also know this. You guys brought up the quarantine 50. You might be able to tell when girls gain weight in L.A. strip clubs. 
and the ones around here, they're already big to begin with. So it's like, oh, well, she, oh, oh, wow, she added an extra 20 pounds to go along with her 220 she had on before court. I guess it, that, so, that, I mean, it doesn't really matter here. In Hollywood, yeah, it probably makes an enormous difference. But here, you're not going to be able to tell. I guess in uh, Bay City, you'd be like, do you think she's pregnant? Who cares? You know, that's, the that's extra money. <laughs> yeah, Novelty. and the best is the best is the pregnant Hooters. Wait, you ever go to a Hooters uh, restaurant where the waitress where a waitress is pregnant? They won't let like they won't let her wear their regular shirt. They give her, over this, like, the midriff bearing shirt. shirt to put over her belly. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. So, uh, Steel, speaking of Hooters, Bay City Hooters, um, is the Fourth of July fireworks going on this year? Uh, no, they canceled those, oh, uh, like a, a month ago. Wow. And, and actually Bay City Hooters is deal. no longer that closed the doors last summer, I think. Oh, what a tragedy. What, yeah, what the people... only Hooters here now, Saginaw is still open, uh, but which I don't think will last much longer. That's probably going to close too within the next couple of years because they don't really do much business at all. Bay City did way more business, but Whoa. no, so... there's no, there's no fireworks this year. Are people really upset about the fireworks being canceled? Like, do they think it's part of the hoax? Yeah, I mean, you get, yeah, you're hearing, you're hearing a lot of that. Like, oh, it's bullshit. No, and it's like, I haven't gone to the fireworks personally anyway in six years, so it affects my life in no way, shape, or form. So <laughs> I just laugh and listen to the bickering back and forth about, oh, we should have the fireworks, we shouldn't have the fireworks. I'm laughing at both sides because I find them both ridiculous and I don't give a shit either way. I just feel bad for the hair metal bands that lose out on a gig, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I remember trying to think of who, did we see White Lion there one year? Uh, that's No, you're thinking of River Roar. Oh, okay, I get the, the two mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> but All that right. would have been that, that was canceled too, though, because that would have been last week. Usually, the the River Roar is a week before the Fourth of July weekend. So yeah, that's, that was plus, that's when they drive those they boats around. The, yeah, they drive yeah. the boats around, and they have concerts on Friday and Saturday, which are the hair metal bands you're referring to. <laughs> but yeah, they've had a lot of you name the hair metal band, they've been there for the River Roar one year or another. So wait, do you ever get laid at that? Like, do you usually come out there kicking the old outfit, jean shorts, trench coat? Oh, I've gotten boots? laid a lot on that weekend over the years. Yeah, but I, again, I haven't participated in that in probably five years. So no, I just I avoid all. I avoid pretty much even before the social distancing and the crowd limitations and stuff. I was avoiding any crowd more than three people pretty much for the last five or six years. So it's <laughs> it's nothing new to me. <laughs> I I like uh, I I you know along the same lines I'm I'm dig I I don't understand the people who don't want to wear the mask because I'm just like oh like I people might think I'm actually handsome when I'm walking around now like I have my sunglasses <laughs> on this mask like you know you, you don't have to, like, to get laid. yeah my beard is extra gross just because who cares with steel do you wear do you wear your sleep apnea mask around my what mask don't you have a sleep apnea mask. Oh, yes, I do. It's right next to my clan's hood. <laughs> Wait, do you wear a mask, or do you have to when you're at work? Uh, when I'm, no, I work alone, so it's, I'm, I'm not affected by that either. I mean, the only fucking contact I have with people normally when I work, because I'm working undercover anyway, so most people don't even know I exist. So when I'm working, I'm usually by myself. About the only contact I have with anybody during my work hours 
generally, especially, you know, right now for what I'm doing, it's like, is when I fuel up at the gas station. That's about the only <laughs> contact I have with people. But do you wear a disguise at work, like a fake mustache or anything like that? Uh, my disguise is my ugliness. Like oh. My ugly face is <laughs> enough of a disguise for me. I don't know if you have to wear like a like a wig, like a blonde wig. I know? wish I had to wear a wig. If I did have to wear a blonde wig, I'd go pure Dolly Parton wig. <laughs> That's inconspicuous. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no one would have any idea. Uh, what about yeah. you, Wackerly? Do you have to wear? Do you wear a mask you're walking around? I'm hearing some uh, weird noise. Is that a snake? No, it's some fuckhead. Uh, it's some fuckhead outside my window. Uh, Anybody? I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Anyway, go. It <laughs> sounded like some kind of like country. reptile. All right. Uh, wait, so Wackerly, what do, I bet you you wear just like that generic surgical, like the typical mask, the one-off, one-wear mask, right? No, no. I, I can't have something around my ears or something. I don't know. It bothers me. So I wear one of the like the full wrap-around balaclava. Oh, you wear one of those? Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I have a motorhead mask that I ordered, of course, because you got to look cool. Is it a Lemmy mask or No, motorhead it's the war pig. The war pigs. Oh, I'd rather have a Lemmy mask. You know, if I, if I could find a Lemmy one, I probably would get one. But like I, just his fit, the bottom of his face. Oh, uh, just with the wart. Yeah, how great would that be? Yeah, that would be kind of cool. So, do you that wear that with your affliction T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> My tap out shirt, you mean? Yeah. Which yeah. one's bigger now? Which one's more popular now, tap out or affliction? I think <laughs> they're both just as cool. It's still probably yeah, big in L.A., right? You see, like, the Armenians wearing that stuff around or something? Am I allowed Am I allowed to talk shit about the Armenians? They're not part of BLM, right? No. Not yet. Although although the Kardashians are Armenian and they fuck black guys, so there's probably some sort of tie-in. So, uh, Wackerly, are you doing a big 4th of July barbecue at your house? No, we are going somewhere, though. I, we're not supposed... You know, the, the governor, Gavin... Ga governor Gavin... You know, says he's going to send out shock troops or something and like break up Fourth of July parties. So we'll see if that really happens or not. Because shut we're up, he said that he's going to actually send out like the Gestapo to come out and like. He said he was. He said he was going to. He said he was going to mitigate large gatherings. So uh, sounds pretty ominous to me, right? Whoa. Um, yeah, I wonder what they're going to do. I don't know. I mean, when we were kids in Michigan. You know, there's we used to always drink outside, and the cops would come, and you and you just scatter into the in, you know, everybody run run behind houses in different directions. So I got to I'm gonna have to see if I still have those skills. I'm betting I, I'm betting I don't. <laughs> I do kind of miss children, those days. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and climb like a four foot fence, and I'm gonna fall on my ass and fucking sprain my ankle or something. Just running through. You a guys field. had those skills in Los Angeles at the podcast invention when the cops came. You guys ran like a couple of fucking pussies. <laughs> Wait, did the cops well. come? Huh? Did the I don't cops remember that? I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think. I was pretty drunk. The cops came. To yeah, that... the police. The police came knocking on the door like four in the morning to disperse the fucking crowd because the party was getting too large and out of control. Out of control. And Lord. you. And Lance and Alex and Dean, you guys hopped the fence and got the fuck out of Dodge. The only two people left standing in the room were Martin, actually three, Martin, me, and the guy, Dave, who owned Libson. 
We were the only three left in the room. I kind of we assume... look around, everybody's gone. There were like 150 people in the room, and now everybody's gone, and it's just us and the cops. Well, it's good to know I still have the skills at that point, but even that was like yeah, you 12 did. years ago, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Hey, was it all dudes at this party? Because then I it was, yeah, it was mostly it was mostly swinging dicks. There were like a few girls here and there, but it was all pecker. <laughs> the best kind of party right there. So, Wacker, did you get some black snakes for the party? No. <laughs> black snakes. <laughs> you remember those things? It's one of the best them? fireworks. It's a great firework. You just light it, and it just—it's a great legal firework. Just fucking basically fucks up your dry, your dad's driveway. Just yeah, your dad gets pissed. Yeah, all it is is like black cigarette ash. It just comes out in a fuck. It's so, I don't even know the Big point of it. Like, who invented that? That's, that's, the that's Chinese. Brilliant. <laughs> Where's where all fireworks come from? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be doing today. Uh, Ryan Keeley actually invited me over to her house for like. I don't know, a barbecue at her house. But, you know, there's probably a lot of porn chicks there. She's, like, full-on porn now. Like, she's... That's what she does for money. Like, she... Uh, it's interesting. Like, she was a porn star... Or she did Penthouse when she was young. And then at 25, she was just too old to do porn. So she, be like, became an esthetician. And then at, like, 30, they're like, Oh, no, you're stepmom age now. But she gets a ton of money from the stepmom porn. I, I can't imagine anybody in any type of porn makes a lot of money in this day and age. It's just, it's like, well, OnlyFans. What's that? It's the OnlyFans thing. She makes a lot of money off of that because she films her own now. Oh, that's what they I all mean, do. There's just like, there's, there's no market for porn. It's all, everybody finds everything. You, you have so much access to fucking nude chicks and people getting fucked at a touch of a button on your phone that's all free. I, I can't imagine there's any... Like, I watched... I was flipping through Showtime the other day, and they had the AVN Awards on from, two, like, January of this year. And I'm thinking to myself, how are these people... How do they even have money for the awards at this fucking point? And they got... <laughs> you know, it's an hour-long show. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, who's watching the movies? That's what, that's what I want. That's what I mean. Like, and that's what these people are getting awards for. Oh, you were in this movie... I'm like, are they even making movies anymore? I have no idea. I'm so fucking out of the loop when it comes to the porn business. From what uh, Ryan Keeley tells me, is she makes a lot of money off of her OnlyFans. That's kind of what they all do now, because you can like custom order whatever you want, and you have like kind of contact mm -hmm. with them. But also, she films her own scenes at home. Like she'll have one of her friends come over and just bang her on her bed or in the kitchen or something. And then so there's no you know, porn producers or anything. She just kind of edits it and posts it to cut the, out the, the middleman. Cuts out the middleman. I think that's kind of what they the, do. It cuts out the middleman, but even, even that I would think would dry up real soon because I mean, it's just like, I, I, I don't even think people are interested. Like there's so many, first of all, there's so many chicks probably doing it. There's probably thousands of tens or hundreds of thousands of girls with these type of sites. People don't want to pay for every fucking thing. Like, and you get sick of watching the same girl after fucking three months. It's like, okay, Here, so here's you stop paying the subscription fee or whatever. I've thought about this too, though, and I think what we're all losing sight of is basically the people who have, like, uh, I guess what I would call it is porn autism. Like, you know how some autistic people are, well, you know how some autistic people are, like, really into trains or, you know, fucking Pokemon or My Little Pony to the point where they're uh -huh. fucking obsessed. I think there's people who are like porn autistic, where is this a like, 
technical medical definition? No, no, Ryan? I'm defining it right now. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like if you harvest, if if Ryan Keeley harvests, like you know, even just forty dudes who are like autistically interested in her, like like they just mm-hmm. will watch over and over and over and over, and and are totally happy to give her, you know, fifty bucks a month. You don't uh-huh. need that many that many of those guys. And I think they're out there. And so you just harvest this, these die. I mean, like, let's not call them porn autistic, but just the, the die hard. Like, no, less. I like it way better. Porn tards. <laughs> it's, they're not tards because they have to have money. <laughs> they, they have to have money. Like a, a person with Down syndrome isn't going to have the money to support this. So it needs to be this like high functioning, but fully autistic, like just in love with Ryan Keeley, not stalking because they realize they're not trying to like, they're not imagining that they're going to get married yeah, to yeah. her. But are just totally happy for the rest of their life to spend, you know, fifty dollars a month to get, like you said, get and and they think because they're watching it and she's in her bedroom that they have this special relationship and she probably like, you know, IMs them or something like that. No, she totally system. does. Some some of them she even does like uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's Snapchat sessions. Like you can get a, a a sexy Snapchat where you chat with her and yeah. And imagine if you're like a porn autistic, how like exciting that is. For, it's just it like you're like oh my god, I'd spend two hundred dollars a month to keep this going. Because it's it's like my brain is like you know in unnaturally like just hyper focused in on this and will be for the rest of my life. So these these are these porn autistics are on the high functioning end of the porn autistic spectrum. Are they more like porn Aspergers? Yeah, but Aspergers <laughs> okay. they, they took they took Aspergers away. It doesn't exist anymore. Now they just say it's a, all all this uh, broad spectrum of. But yeah, okay. they have to be high functioning. They probably have like you know a good job like you know programming computers or what, something like that because they have to have money. They can't be like they can't be Rain right. Man just like you know stuck in in the institution and not work because <laughs> he does. Or- Rain Man. The only reason Rain Man has an income is because he inherited from their rich father. Right. So it can't be, it can't be the spad who just works at the cafeteria at Goodwill that serves cupcakes to people. Well, yeah, that guy might have okay. some money. He gets the first tier OnlyFans. Like he doesn't, he doesn't get personalized messages. But yeah, okay. she, she's okay. happy to take five bucks a month from him. But you got to have some big whales also. But sure. it's true though that you know someone like Brian Keeley is because you know she's getting naked or whatever. Definitely has these like porn autistic guys on the spectrum but my ex-girlfriend who didn't get naked that did like kind of sexy cosplay same deal but on patreon she had like a 300 dollars level where every once a month she would call them on skype and have a 30 minute chat about the x-men while she's dressed up as one of the x-men yeah well i, I mean and people, people what, <laughs> i know it's, it's disturbing but it's what's funny to me is people some people are like they get mad about it but you're like those people are, can make like twenty thousand dollars a month. Like, how could you get mad at that? Like, I would fucking do it if I could. It's just nobody will pay not, me to do no, that no, sort no. of thing. You're you're, <laughs> a, you're you're misconstruing. I'm not mad at her for doing. I'm I'm disturbed by the people that would pay to watch Agreed. somebody cosplay. You know, Wackerly, you might have enough fans left. You just listen to the show that might want like a twenty minute conversation with you and maybe a picture of you, with, you know, Donald ducking in a thick and wrong shirt. <laughs> What's Donald? <laughs> oh, right. Shirt <laughs> yeah, you might That's be able to make a little true, bit of money. Yeah. 
you know. Hey, if if, if you if somebody if you want to orchestrate a write-in campaign and people that will commit <laughs> to that, yeah, of course I would do that and be able to quit my job and just have to show my cock once in a while on webcam. <laughs> Why wouldn't I do that? Um, so uh, you guys know uh, did I tell you Steel that I've I moved in, I'm a singleton now just like you. I don't have a dorm room though. But I did. Well, uh, I wouldn't say you're a singleton like me. <laughs> you you probably still see people on a daily basis. All right, I'm not at your level of singleton, but I'm working okay. my way there. You give um, it time. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, give, give it time. It. I uh, I moved, broke up the lady, um, didn't work out, and I moved out to uh, from Koreatown over to uh, this like kind of Melrose, Fairfax, West Hollywood area. But what's weird about it is there are like real Jews out here. Like you walk around, and you see the real like I li- I'm living amongst my people. Like they, yeah, it's called Little Israel, I think, isn't it? Is that what they call it out here? I'm not sure. No, you, that's just what I call it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny. It's like you walk around. It's like there's even like I don't know, ten year old kids wearing the black hats, you know, and they got like the curly, the curly side. Oh, like, they're Hasidic. Yeah, like hardcore, like black hat wearing oh, wow. Jews. Yeah, when I was area. down there recently, uh, I think it was your birthday, D. Um, it's like not even just the the standard black hat you see on movies, but like the giant furry black hat. It's like a big a big cylinder. We I'm saw not one of sure those. what that means, but that means something. It means like something. It, it means like you're an available bachelor, or it means that it's something <laughs> like that, or you're engaged to be married, and then you, it's it's there's a thing like it's it's a Amazing. symbol for something. Like Jewish Jewish wow. women will be well, like, oh, he's got the fur hat. And they get wet. Well, it's an easy way to find it out. You jump on Google, or in this case, Jugle, and you find out what the fuck the hat's all about. <laughs> there should be Jugle for like all the Jewish I'm sorry about that. Yeah, there should be. What's that? There, there should be yeah. Jugle for all the. Uh, yeah. Well, I think terms. maybe that's maybe that's what we should do after the show is we should come up with Jugle, and that's the that's the search engine that the Jews have to use. I wonder. Do you think I could go on there and like? Is there a Jugle dating app to meet other Jewish? Jewish people, I would think. Yeah, so. there's J date. J date, I know. Yeah, I would yeah, horrify but these, people. Yeah, the, these date. Jews that you're talking about, D, they're not even like J date. It's probably like not Jewish enough for them, right? No, I mean yeah. these, they're almost they're almost like Amish. You know, they're very insolent. Yeah, it, they, yeah. they're also like yeah, it's very xenophobic. Like they don't date out outside the community. Pretty much, they don't even date outside the family. They would probably disagree years. that even you're, you know, one of their people at this point. I mean, you got tattoos all oh, over yourself. Yeah. You don't, you don't have the hat. You're wearing an affliction mask. No, they. What's What's funny about it? It's on, uh, like, on the high holy days, like on Rosh Hashanah, you'll see them cruising around with the, you know, the shofar. Wackily knows what a shofar is. Steel, do you know what a shofar is? No, I have no idea. Open up Jugal. And uh, take a look, but it's, it's a, pretty okay. cool as far as Jewish things go, because it's the closest Jewish thing to like a Viking thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's like yeah. a ram's horn that the Jews blow. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> like the Minnesota Vikings at the beginning of a football game. That, that, that's right. like a big shofar thing that they blow. Yeah, I don't know why okay. they have that the big Vikings Jewish horn, that? but or didn't, uh, yeah. didn't Fred Flintstone, who I don't think was Jewish, because it would have been Flintstone. No, he was. But didn't, <laughs> didn't Fred his name. Flintstone? Didn't he, when he went to the Buffalo Club or whatever, or the Water Buffalo Club, didn't they blow into a big horn like that oh, when they started their meeting? 
<laughs> I've never heard that before. And you could do like 15 minutes of stand-up about the Flintsteins. I would. I bet you could make up a lot of material about that. You know, a lot of Jews change their name. You know, like uh, like Woody Allen. A lot of Jews oh, you change think, their names. You think he really was Jewish and he was just trying to hide it? Yeah, I think his name was Fred Bergstein and he just changed it to Flintstone. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was kind of weird. So it was kind of like a divorce because uh, she and I dated for like five years. But we had uh, we had two cats. Yeah, that's definitely a divorce. It sucks. Yeah, it's like divorce level. And it just, yeah, it's just kind of sad. And just, and it's also, ours wasn't like an acrimonious split. It was just me kind of being like, ah, I got to go and be on, my, be on my own. But it's almost better when you hate each other. Because then you could be like, fuck you, and just leave. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. I was trying to make it happen, but I'm not good at doing that. You know? Um, I mean, not to get too into personal life, but and I don't know if people know it from listening to the show for fucking 20 years or however long you've been doing this. But, like, you will stay in a relationship that you fucking just hate, like, longer than anybody I know. You're, like, you're like the marathoner of being in a relationship where you're not very happy. (laughs) I'll just bitch about it incessantly. Like, you're never getting cheated on or anything like that, because then I I would probably have an intervention. But it's always just, like you know like this fucking thing that the chick's doing pisses you off and this thing pisses you off and this other thing pisses you off and it's just it'll go on for like eight years yeah i mean you just kind of i think what i do is i just like to bitch about things (laughs) well there's that and i think that's part of my genetic makeup you know we just like to complain and i think i think that's part of it and then it's just like we we meaning podcasters or what are you talking about i think jews just like to bitch about everything um, but also it's just kind of like it's one of those things where like I guess I could go get a new apartment and move all my shit and do all that or I could also just kind of lock the door and jerk off the Pornhub and it'll be fine you know and I think it just gets to the point where eventually it's like you gotta fucking just do it if you're not happy and that's pretty much I think where we were but the weird thing is is uh, we had two cats together so now we had to kind of decide what to do with the cats and I think she was really like, well, what are you going to do with the cats? And I was like, oh, you can have the fucking deaf one. Because I don't want it. <laughs> She's like, oh, you don't want them? I was like, no. She's like, well, don't you think that, you know, they, they've grown up together cause, like, for the past three years. I was like, no, I don't even think the other one gives a shit because he hates the deaf one too. Mm. Yeah, so uh, so I'm going to get the, the I'm gonna get Caliban and she's going to get Grendel the deaf one. Cat Good divorce. thing you guys didn't have two kids because you'd pawn off the special needs one on her. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I probably would actually. I think I'd. I think I'd be like, all right, you can have that one. Um. <laughs> anyway, so one thing I wanted to get to is the reason why you guys. I asked you guys to sub the show, is because Harrison flew out to Florida to do a cross-country road trip with a fan who calls himself Jizzy Jake. It's a sick and wrong first. Like, I, I would never do this. Like, could you imagine doing this? Wackily won't even go up the street to meet, meet a fan at the bar. Fresh Prince's sidekick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like 60 years old now. No, wait. Now, this guy's name, yeah, he calls himself Jizzy Jake. He's kind of like this inbred. Oh, not, I'm thinking of DJ Jazzy. Jazzy Jeff. Jeff. Jazzy okay. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. No, this is Jizzy Jake. He's kind of like this okay. racist. Well, he's not really racist, but he does get into a lot of racist issues because he says 
you know, jokes um, that could be construed as being racist, but he's not. I don't think he is. But he is like just this insane drug using redneck from Florida and has lots of misadventures with homeless people. I think a couple of his friends got raped by homeless. It's just a lot of craziness with this guy. So he's a maniac. And so Harrison thought it would be a good idea to fly all the way to Fort Myers and drive with him. I think he has a black bus or something that he lives in across right. country. Yeah, and I was and I said to him, I was just like, I will Does this bus have windows or is it like the windowless <laughs> fucking van variety? That's what I, this trip sounds like. I don't know. I don't know if he might have sold the bus I mean, and bought a talk van. about walk up your daughters. I mean, that should actually go out as a public service announcement. Well, he might have sold the bus and bought a van, but he lived in this bus for a few years. Um, and yeah, the guy, I mean, he's hes a character. He is, he's a pretty interesting guy, but he's also a maniac, very unpredictable. And I don't know. And I said to Harrison, I was like, I can't believe you're doing this. And he's like, you're making it sound like it's an insane thing. I'm like, it is. To fly totally all the way out to Florida yeah. and drive. And plus, he's like, well, I've never driven cross country. I was like, well, I'll tell you one thing. It fucking sucks. It takes forever. I mean, fly fly to, like, fucking somewhere in North Carolina, rent a Honda, and drive back by yourself. Like, there you go. You drove across the country. Like, you don't do it in a fucking weird van that's going to break down with a psychopathic fan. May I ask a question? Where are they going? Like, he's going to Florida, but where is the cross-country destination? But Jizzy Jake's moving to L.A. Oh, oh, he's moving to Los Angeles. Yeah. I didn't even know they were that oh. good of friends to do that. I, but it's not, it's more than that. Like even people that I am good friends with, they'll call you and they'll want you to help. I mean, did anybody help you move D? <laughs> oh, you mean this move, the COVID move? I wouldn't help somebody move that lives like 15 minutes away. Yeah, I've, I've made up country. a million excuses to get on them helping moving people. You know, quick aside about that. So I think people were using COVID as an excuse not to help me move. And I'm talking about Pat, P-Town. Pete, I was asking Pete, he's like, oh, I'd help you move, but, you know, I just got back from Florida. I'm supposed to quarantine and, you know, the COVID. And it's just like, yeah, you got a little bit of a temperature. Sure. Happens sure. High. And then other people are like, oh, I don't think I can come into your apartment. You know, I mean, ugh, COVID. It's like, great. Yeah. No, so I moved my fucking self. I did hire movers, but I had to fucking move everything else by myself. So. I mean, to be honest, are you actually sure that Harrison's not? is really doing this. Maybe this was just him getting out of helping you move. Maybe he was like, oh, I would, but I have to fly across the country and help this other guy move. On the, the, it just randomly happened to be the same weekend you're moving. Now, as if that guy would ever help me move. Number one, <laughs> that would just never happen. Um, but no, no, he, he did fly out there. But the thing is, what I'm going to bring up is uh, he texted me um, last uh, Thursday. And uh, he texted me Thursday. He was like, hey... If you really need me to, I can do the show. Uh, the, he's like, probably this weekend, but unless you got a sub, I'd prefer not to. I was like, really? Oh, wait, are you back already? Because he just went out there on like Monday or Tuesday, and he's like, long story. And I was like, so wait, well, what happened? He was just like, I'll have to tell you later. And then I got a phone call from Jizzy Jake last night, who is in Texas right now. And uh, he kind of sort of explains, or I guess sort of describes what might have happened. So we're going to get to that a little later in the show. Um, just a, a teaser. So stay tuned for that. But something definitely happened. And Harrison's back in L.A. 
and Jizzy Jake is in Texas, which is exactly what I predicted, that he would make it to Texas and fly the fuck home. Because, oh, so he did, so he yeah. did make it to Texas. Because I was going to say, um, well, he might sure, not. I, I, I have divin- done that drive. And, and, you know, when you're like, I've never driven across the country. That seems like it'd be fun. <laughs> like when you get to about the middle of Texas is when you start saying like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Why would anybody think this is fucking fun? Like you just don't realize like it's the so middle of the country. Boring. You just drive for fucking like six hours and, you, and you're looking around. It's the same thing like if you're in Nebraska or Iowa, like basically anywhere in that middle part of the country. You're like, this isn't fucking fun. It, I've driven for six hours and everything looks exactly the goddamn same. Like it what the fuck? So Why did I? Boring. Why did I choose to do this? Well, did you when you moved out? How many times have you done the drive? That's the furthest. That's the one I did from Massachusetts to Michigan and then down like that southern route to LA. But like I've also driven from Michigan like to Colorado, which, you know, isn't all the way across the country, no, but like still halfway. you get that, that big middle part. And then when I was a kid, I think I did it like Arizona to Michigan and so went the other way through through that Texas really fucking long, boring part. I did like uh, a partridge family. Yeah, well, when I was with <laughs> yeah, Shirley. This is like when I moved out here in like 99 or whatever. I went the northern route. So we went through like Mount Rushmore and South Dakota and all that, which is kind of cool, but still pretty boring. And then uh, when I was with my sister and my dad died, I drove the car all the way through Nebraska, which is the worst way to go. That is that is like the worst it's way to go. It's just cornfields for, for like for hours, and hours, hours and hours. I mean, days, days. Like it's, it take, and we went, I was, because I had to work, I was like, like when me and uh, Shelly went, we took like 10 days to do it and just went to all the fun roadside attractions and all that. But when me and my sister did, I had to get back to work. So we did in like, I don't know, two and a half days. Just driving see, I was gonna say, I was gonna say you, that, that's what you picture in your head because you see movies and shit like the Cannibal Run or older movies, and you're like, oh, you know, there'll be like a quirky bar and like a weird yeah. roadside hamburger stand, and that'll be fun. <laughs> but you don't realize like in modern times, it's just like, oh no, another fucking shell station run by an Indian guy. It's exactly like the fucking other 15 I just stopped at for gas. It's like, there's no fucking interesting shit, especially like in the, you know, the Nebraska route or, or same thing like West Texas. Like there's no, it's no, it's just like, oh wow. I guess in Texas you get like the, the funny gas stations that you don't have anywhere else, like Bucky's or whatever, come but still they all look exactly the fucking same. Do you ever see that one, the come and go? Yeah, of course I've seen like the come K-U-M and go. I'm and go. <laughs> you see the come and go like all throughout. I always wondered like, is that like a fucking glory hole, like a, a rest stop glory hole or something, or is it a gas station? Or like, is there a secret yeah, code? Yeah, that's the bad choice of spelling of the word come if it's just a <laughs> convenience store. I mean, you'd think somebody would have told them. They would have said, you know, you may want to make that C O M E, not C U M, if you're just selling slurpees. Well, stuff. it was K U M. In all fairness. But it's still, way. Yeah, it still made me think it's, like, it's, it's, not, come with it's a not the U-M. first letter, it's the middle letter that does it for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if it was like K-O-M-E and go, it'd be fine. But yeah, like that'd, K-U-M that'd be fine. It's the U-M that sets everything in motion as to, oh my God, what's inside this place? Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's, uh, we'll, we'll get the phone calls in a second. Let's do one quick story and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll find out what Jizzy Jake had to say. People, this is episode 746 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, we do have an interesting news story that was sent in from a fan coming up next. 
Uh, but first, here's a word from about our Patreon page. Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. Do you ever use TikTok? I mean, I've watched a lot of videos. I, I, I I'm against TikTok just because the whole like it's fucking run by the Chinese government, and I don't really want to like have any of my information there. And I'm not normally one of these like privacy dudes, but that just seems weird to me. What do you think? You're but I watch lots of the videos. Flu? If you uh, use it, do you think you're gonna get the Wuhan flu if you use it? Just you have Wuhan digital virus or what? I don't. What other what the fuck Chinese China's doing? I I don't want really to be involved. Steel, have you ever been on TikTok? Do you even know what TikTok is? I don't think you can do I it on a not. flip phone. <laughs> I did not know what TikTok was until about a week or two ago. My, I have a nephew and niece that know all that new technology, and they were talking about it. And I didn't know what the fuck it was. And then they started talking about it. Then for some reason. I saw a Jessica Alba TikTok with her dancing in her leggings and bra or something. It's like what a ten, it's like a twenty second video, hmm. and that's the only relationship I have with TikTok is a Jessica Alba video. Wackley's looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where, where's that? audio phone? Oh, there she looked amazing. You. Don't get me wrong. The problem is she had a couple other because I was when I saw that one, I'm like, what the fuck's TikTok and what the fuck's Jessica Alba doing on here? And I looked at a couple others, and uh, it'll be ruined for you, Wackerly, because in ninety percent of the fucking TikTok videos she does, she has her fucking kids with her. It ruins the whole <laughs> fucking book. That's a it's a little hard killer. to beat your meat while fucking there's a ten-year-old standing next to her. I think I think we're. I'll rise to the challenge. I think we're all too old to be on TikTok. I don't think you're supposed to do it over thirty. I don't understand the point of it. It's like, why not? What's, it's, how's it different from YouTube? Is it like shorter videos or something? I don't supposed know. supposed to be shorter than... I think, I think it's You know what, honestly, I think it is. I think their terms of service aren't as harsh. Like, if you put up a YouTube video and it has any song that somebody might, like, own the rights to, like, YouTube uh -huh. will fucking kill that video in, like, a minute. And I think TikTok, okay. because it's based in China, like a lot of these kids can like put put themselves up dancing to a song, and and China doesn't give a fuck about like the the whatever ASCAP or whatever companies sure. you know. Well, what now? How does this differ? Do you guys remember this, or, or am I going way too far back into the social media stratosphere? But wasn't there something that I thought was kind of like this thing called Vine or something? It was like yeah, Vine like similar. Ten second videos or something. Yeah, and is Vine was still super popular. No, Vine was super popular, and for some reason, I think it was owned by Twitter, and Twitter killed it, and I never got why? the load. Why did they like, kill why? it? I have no idea, because it was almost something like it was getting more popular than Twitter and taking business away from Twitter, So they and that's why they killed it. They didn't but kill they it because people it. weren't using it. Yeah, it was weird. very weird okay. they killed it. I and and really TikTok like Vine. is exactly what Vine is. It's like it's like quick videos, you know, unlike YouTube, which tend to be longer. Um, I just I don't know why Twitter 
uh, killed Vine because it seemed like it was doing very well. At least, I mean, I don't know by financially, but just in terms of popularity. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't understand it, but that was kind of weird because now there's like imitation sites that are doing really well, like TikTok. So I don't. And know. then whatever happened to the other? Whatever happened to Periscope? That was like the big video thing for a while. I think people still do. No, I think people still do that, don't they? I I don't understand Periscope. I never use Periscope, but isn't Facebook Live the same thing? Facebook just copies everything that every other company does because they're like a fucking behemoth and they can do that. And they can just have so many developers that can do it. When we did our podcast, we were actually on a a video. It was like kind of the first, other than YouTube streaming, called Ustream. And I think that's gone now. (laughs) I don't know if that's around. I wonder if you can log in and still see the old videos. That's just all gay J.O. I think somebody, YouTube or something, maybe bought it or something. I don't know. But Ustream was like the big live streaming fucking videos. (laughs) So anyway, this story here was sent in from a fan named Brayden. He writes some crazy shit, um, apparently. Teens find a dead body in a suitcase while using the Randonautica app, which I'm not sure if that's a part of TikTok or if it's a separate app that you use along with TikTok. The Randonautica, like you go around town looking at random places to explore the city that you're lived in. I, you yeah, live in. I was going to say, it sounds like geocaching. Remember that shit? Oh, geocaching. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, like this uh, app where you can, Speaking like, of autistic hobbies. Oh, it's the worst. So in this uh, particular incident, uh, these teens found, like, a, a suitcase full of human remains on a se- Seattle beach that the Randonautica app, like, directed them to. And they've been making a whole video the whole time on TikTok, and it went viral because of that. So one of the bags was actually spotted on the shoreline, which is near, uh, which actually nearby Pike's Place Market, which I don't know if you're, but that's like that fish market over there. Yeah, um, it's just up there last year. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Actually. It's, you can get some fresh fish. Um, probably smells a lot like the voo. But so <laughs> they were uh, walking by it. How dare you? <laughs> they found this uh, suitcase, a black suitcase. Uh, just on the rocky shoreline and so they're laughing kind of like oh i bet you it's full of money you should open it and uh they did and this is what the the guy the 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 guy who's filming it narrates after it goes we opened it and something traumatic happened that changed my life and uh that he hashtags murder and washington but listen listen to this video could you imagine like this is like a fate worse than death this is like being raped by a necrophile. It's like being found by a bunch of fucking idiot teens on TikTok while you're chopped up in a suitcase. Guys, we found a suitcase at the beach. Yeah, I think I'm going to hold your stuff. <laughs> 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 Wait, open it. <laughs> <laughs> open it. <laughs> it stinks, y'all. <laughs> it stinks, yo. It washed up. how they added the creepy music i was gonna say did the kids <laughs> add that themselves or did some other you know group take the video and tiktok thing oh like you can add creepy music in the background or something okay so she made okay so she's calling the police so we can see if it's actually a dead body or it's just food <laughs> just food <laughs> what the fuck well that's the thing i think they're just like having fun but then well here you'll get through it Suitcase. Oh my 
So that's basically how it goes. Anyway, he says something traumatic that happened that changed his life. And uh, he added, later on, he said he, and when he got home, he broke down the moment he got home after finding the suitcase. He added that his laughter in the video was just his way of coping with the situation. Yeah, I was about to say, clearly he's not traumatized. I mean, does he have a PR person or something that, that then tells him like, oh, you need to say that you are like disturbed by it or, uh, you know, it's going to go badly for you. First think, of all, have we corroborated this is a real dead body or was this a staged yeah, event by people I agree. wanting I agree. TikTok, by, uh, TikTok views? No, it actually was, I mean, though. Have, they, uh, the police came. Uh, they found the – she called 911. And when the police came, okay. the Seattle Police Department um, responded immediately. And then uh, when they came out, they found that, that it actually were human remains in two suitcases. They found another one. So now they're investigating it. I assume it was some I kind mean, of like a drug drug deal, you know, gone bad or something like that. Sounds, sounds like, like it. Usually, it's it usually serial killers aren't putting me in suitcases. It's usually an organized crime event where you're getting chopped up and thrown into a suitcase. Or if there was just or, one body, or, it could be like uh, who's that guy uh, uh, who put his wife, pregnant wife, in the bay <laughs> in a suitcase? What was oh, his name? What was well, that his name? There's always. There's a there's a big case in Gross Point from a few years ago where some guy did that too to his so you'll either it'll either be like an organized drug hit or it'll be some rageful you know murder of a spouse or something they didn't know they panicked didn't know how to dispose of the body yeah and throw but the it, two know. the two if there's two yeah. bodies I'm leaning towards the drug deal uh, yeah drug definitely deal definitely but I don't know if there's two separate body or if it's just the same person different body parts in different suitcases so oh yeah I don't know. What? Did they elaborate, D, on how many people no, were I mean, they're, dead? Uh, no, I think they're actually going through and uh, and and research, you know, investigating the case right now. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they found these two. I'm just surprised that you would just dump a suitcase in the bay. Wouldn't you try to like weigh it down now, at least? No, but I, I have a question. Whose jurisdiction is that? Is that like the actual Seattle Police Department, or does the 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 Chaz Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone detectives get, <laughs> get to hone their skills on this? It was. If it was in the six block radius of Chaz, it would definitely be the Chaz. Do they have? Do they oh, have the like Chaz, a detective please. who like investigates homicides? Well, in the Chaz, they were. They. They, were, they only existed for like three weeks. Had you well, given them time, they would have assigned somebody to be their detective. <laughs> they didn't get around to that yet. Does he have Chaz like a Columbo. giant fucking magnifying glass and a fucking Sherlock Holmes hat and walks around? <laughs> like, uh, I'm, de I'm Detective uh, Starchild or whatever the fuck communist names are nowadays. I, th I think it would have been more like Columbo. But like Antifa he's that Columbo. old. I don't think there's anybody that's that old that's in the fucking Capitol Hill. I think they would have just went with Shay Mao. They would have combined their two favorite <laughs> communist revolutionaries. Yeah. But yeah, so case. anyway, they, they found this uh they found this case. A lot of residents are speaking out about the grizzly discovery. I like this guy John Rohde. I was stunned and shocked. It's frightening to think that there's someone out there that would do something like that. Like, oh, come on. This guy's obviously never, you know, bought an eight ball of cocaine. That's what happens, you know? Um, well, Seattle used to be like a big, uh, in, during Prohibition times, Seattle was like the big, they'd, they'd uh, you know, boat the booze down from Canada. And then there's all those little islands in Seattle. So like, there's all ton tons mm -hmm. of places you can like undercover, you know, get your shit on shore and then go sell it to the speakeasies so they have a history of crime there for sure and it's on the way to alaska 
you know, Alaska's got a, isn't that where people go to just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. the ex-cons are identity. going the other way. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of my people. favorite all-time uh, crime movies was John, one of John Wayne's last movies called McHugh, where he played a Seattle detective. Wait, where, oh, wait, Dirty Harry is based in the, uh, San Francisco, right? Yeah. Yes. This was around the same era, though. They tried to get John Wayne on the Clint Eastwood bandwagon and threw him into a top <laughs> shelf. It was amazing. That. You know what? You know they've uh, remade Perry Mason. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I watched the trailer. Amazing. Yeah. Is it good? I like it. So I, far, it's only it made me mad because it's like I like Raymond Burr. He was a big fat guy. He was, he was exactly yeah. what I pictured in that role. Not like some young. You know, model-looking well, guy. You know what? I'm this, confused. Unlike, he wasn't in a wheelchair. That was a different movie or show. That was Ironside. Is it the same <laughs> act? Is it that also the, incredible? But I watched the trailer and I was like, Ironside. "Wait, he's not in a wheelchair? Is this like, is this like a prequel? Is he gonna get injured at the end of the series and then he's in a wheelchair?" But now that you, well, now, now that you, you guys are me. saying it, it's two different shows. Well, but now I'm more intrigued with your. I'd rather see the prequel to Ironside. Now that you brought it up, oh wait, but, is it no, a it, prequel yeah, like, to to Perry that, Mason? He's it's a prequel. Yeah, it's a, oh, yeah, it's I didn't. A prequel. It's like so it's when he, he was fat. young, when he was young and skinny. Then, yeah, it's before he got fat and started oh. overeating, and it was before. Actually, he's not even a lawyer yet. He's a private investigator in this. He's not even a lawyer. He hasn't gone to law school yet. Oh no! What now, do you he, like? Is he? Is there any part where he like meets like a young Matlock? <laughs> they like uh, team up. You mean they, or he meets Andy Griffith? Yeah. And oh, yeah Andy Griffith yeah. is the prequel to fucking Matlock. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Andy, oh, yeah. Andy Griffith was a uh, yeah. Matlock was a sheriff in the '60s, and he had a son who then grew up in Milwaukee and hung around Fonzie. And then <laughs> oh, after that, Opie Cunningham. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's and then after that, then uh, Andy Griffith moved out and became a lawyer. After that. Okay. It, was See, it, that's all. The Andy Griffith show, Happy Days, and Matlock are all the same continuous show to me. They're just continuing the saga of Andy Griffith's sheriff days. Right, and then you even, and then you could even go, and then you got Laverne and Shirley, and Joni and, loves know, and Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Yeah. That was before Chachi became a it's all a, coming together. Yeah, male prostitute, I think. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Seattle Police Department is currently investigating. Uh, the video, though, this creepy video has been uh, viewed almost 16 million times. So I don't know if... Uh, well, how often has the Jessica Alba video been sh shown? Like 16 billion? We just got to keep things in perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is true. Um, I wonder if these kids are going to be to ride this viral I personally fame. watched it 13 times. <laughs> <laughs> you can just watch the counter go up. <laughs> Anyway, people send your stories. Take our podcast at uh, gmail.com. Uh, we got some phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E.
So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, as I mentioned before, the first call we have, I got late last night from Jizzy Jake. And I think this shed some light on what might have happened. I actually think it, 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 it forces you to have more questions than answers. But uh, here, let me play it. So here's Jizzy Jake. What's up, y'all? Jizzy Jake. Uh, buck in. Does he sound exactly how you thought he would sound? Yeah. <laughs> Since Harrison's not here to document it, I figured I'd try to at least give you some phone calls to let you know what's up. So Harrison bought a GoPro to document, because I was like, we should document this, make a documentary of this road trip, and we'll post it to, like, Patreon, and, you know, it's it, it, you could make a movie out of it, because it'd be fun. Put it it's on TikTok, why not? Put it on TikTok. So he had this GoPro with him, so I don't know how much he actually documented it, but. Um, you know, when I left Fort Myers, uh, you know, quite a few days ago, and my mom cried, it was a completely different feeling than uh, seeing Harrison cry. Like, my mom was like, oh, okay, well, you know, now you make me feel bad, like I'm doing something wrong. Harrison was more like a, uh, a complete pity, where it was just kind of like, you know, like, I was just like, I just want to, just want to pet him, rub his head, make him feel better, you know? So Now I want to know what happened. Something I was happened. Say, do you, is there some backstory to Harrison crying that I don't know about, or are you in the dark also? I don't know what happened. I'm in the dark. I mean, Harrison has cried before. I mentioned it on the show. Uh, I mean, he's an unstable guy. You know, he's on a lot of, a lot of drugs, a lot of, like, psychoactive drugs. So things can set him off. And I know... Recently, he was banned from Twitch for crying on the air while listening to the song To Sir With Love. Hmm. I guess it makes him cry. He also had, like, a knife. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Some fans some fans mentioned it, but he was banned from Twi Twitch for, like, 60 days. But I don't know what happened in this incident, but something happened. Um, so I'm going to try to at least, you know, not rub it in his face that he got on a plane and, and failed on this whole road, road trip um pretty much i've i'm still in texas i'm driving around el paso right now um this is uh, i don't even know what day it is i think it's july 3rd i want to be in uh, uh la for july 4th but i've just had a great time in texas honestly i keep stopping and talking to weird people and shit and i went and built a sandcastle now you understand why harrison probably a sandcastle <laughs> yeah. isn't el paso in the middle of the state where the where the fuck is he finding a beach Desert in, fucking, desert. Um, in the desert. Fucking, uh, well, he's just like that. in a fucking children's playground in the sandbox. No, this is the type of guy that would take a bunch of meth and probably DMT and just go out there thinking he's at the beach, but he's actually in like, you know, yeah, a children's sandbox making like a castle naked. I mean, he's completely unpredictable, this guy. That's why I was telling Harrison that, you know, you're a brave man to fly out there and, and do a road trip with this guy. So uh, something now, uh, must have I, happened. Can I dissect this a little bit? Because I just, I do find it fascinating. <laughs> Same with it's, me. And I, and I don't know Harrison, and I don't want to talk shit about him, and that's not what I'm going to do. But, uh, I mean, is he the kind of guy who's like, um, like I'm going to do this and it's going to be crazy, and that's why I'm going to do it? Because, like, fucking just, you got to do crazy shit because li life's like that? Or is he a type of guy who, like, actually thought this was going to be fun and, like, oh, and a, a lasting friendship will be formed? <laughs> like, is it A or B? 
I, I think it's a C thing. I think Harrison was uh, furloughed from his job. He's been bored. And I think he's just, you know, been at, been home being bored. He as far as I know, he doesn't have many friends, nor does he, uh, you know, have, have any, like, romantic prospects. So I think what he was thinking is, like, fuck it, something to do. And well, so might, that's you know, more like A to me then. I mean, he, he realized that, like, well, this could go horribly wrong. But he gets himself into situations like this. But you know, does he do it because he's a? I guess does he do it because he's a thrill seeker, or does is he just an optimist? I think thrill seeker, which is why he does a lot of drugs. I don't like. Okay, I don't think that he was gonna like Thelma Louise, you know, and, and like have this like unshakable bond with Jizzy Jake. But I think he was like, I'm bored, so why not fucking do something that might be fun? And then when he got there, he realized, oh shit! It's kind of like remember when we went deep sea fishing. <laughs> I yes. thought I was the same way. I was like, this is going to be fucking cool. Be on the bay drinking beers. This is going to be fucking, you know, it'll be fun hanging out with the guys. And then when it actually, I remember going under the Golden Gate Bridge and being like, I made a horrible decision. Like it <laughs> dawned on me at that moment as we were going under the bridge. I was like, why did I do this? And I bet you what happened with Harrison is he flew out to Florida and he, you know, was like, all right, get, get, probably got fucked up maybe first first night or whatever, Jizzy Jake. And they're driving. And as they hit probably, what, Louisiana, he was like, oh, fuck. You know, as, you know, Jizzy Jake smoking DMT and, like, snorting meth. And there's probably a prostitute in the back. You know, he probably was like, yeah, why did I do this? Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. But you never know. <laughs> happy he didn't come for because... For some reason, everything that I eat, I keep shitting it out, like, immediately. Like, I must have... Steel, how come you never did a road trip with Spring Break Gary or whatever? <laughs> what was that guy's Spring name? Mr. Spring, Mr. Spring Break. Oh, Mr. Spring Break. Mr. Spring Break. Yeah. <laughs> well, for one, because he got put in the Ohio loony bin shortly after he was on our show. <laughs> he was committed. And then he died. So oh. that's one of the reasons. Uh, what missed about, opportunity. What about the guy who yeah. like got run over by a truck, and he had like oh, a big dick? Oh, that was dick? my roommate at Ferris. You're talking about Big Dick Dave, because <laughs> he had an enormous uh, Upper Peninsula hog. You <laughs> pee hog. How come you never took a road trip wait, wait, with him? Wait. What does the Upper Peninsula have to do with it? It looked. It was that shape or something. No, it's just he's from the Upper Peninsula and he had an enormous hog. A UP hog. Oh, okay. It's his place of origin of the hog in question. Yeah, his, his, that's where his dick grew up and, and was raised. I'm assuming there's something up in that environment, the copper or something up there that made it so enormous. But Well, boy, it's, not, it's not women, I'll tell you that, because the Upper Peninsula has like 10 to 1 men to women ratio or something. Yeah, and some of the women are a little baby. They make the dicks bigger up there just because the women are bigger and... Well, it's probably yeah. a, a biological thing. Like, you have to have a bigger dick in order to get through, like, the, the girth, you know, to blubber. get into, yeah, the blubber. Well, and the other thing is it's so fucking cold that, like, with shrinkage, even a, even a huge dick is probably, you know, kind of more just like a normal-sized dick. Yeah. Very true. Probably Very true. so. But he uh, had an enormous dick, and he got, his, he got drunk one night uh, when he lived in Florida and was walking along the alongside the state highway and he got hit by a semi-truck, woke up, and one of his legs was gone. So Did, wasn't he, became, he on the show? Uh, one-legged Big Dick Dave, huh? Wasn't he on the show? Yeah, we had him on the show one I'm, time, but he was yeah, my roommate at Ferris, like, <laughs> for a semester. 
Yeah, I do recall that. That was great. All right. Let me, a let mess see. of a man. An absolute mess of a man. <laughs> the water or something like that? Um, What's that? Fucking like, wait, wait, like let I- me rewind that. What are you saying there? Oh, that was, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was Lance. No, no, no. It's Jizzy Jake again. He's, he's telling us how he has diarrhea or something like oh, that. Oh, is that what he's saying? Yeah, somebody, somebody was shitting his pants or something. All right. Well, here's one thing that Harrison Tappy didn't come for, because... For some reason, everything that I eat, I keep shitting it out, like, immediately. Like, I must have drank the water or something like that. Um, it's like, like, in Mexico. Like, I, I, bought, I bought a large pizza for myself, and just, like, every time I ate one slice, I had to stop and poop. And uh, I stopped at a rest area, and a fucking snake went underneath the stall, do- the snall- the stall door, because rest areas are just, like, open, it's just, just, like, inviting for fucking critters and shit. And it fucking, like, scared the shit out of me, dude. Look, quite literally. Um, right now I'm fucking, uh, kind of happy Harrison isn't here because he was freaking out so bad that he wasn't going to let me, you know, get the, a little hair of the dog. Minute, you know? So right now, I'm in Pass. Wait, what do you think that means? I keep... Well, well I- hair of the dog. Go ahead. Well, he probably was worried that, uh, I bet you Juicy Jake... You know, was super hungover from drinking the night before. He wants to get on the road and probably mix himself, you know, like a screwdriver or something. A morning drink. Oh, see, I, I thought he was talking about Harrison wasn't going to let him put in his Nazareth cassette. Remember the song, <laughs> Hair of the Dog? Now That's, you're messing with a, a son of a bitch. That's probably what happened, actually. I bet you Harrison's just like, I don't tolerate any Nazareth. It's a great tune. <laughs> Harrison should learn to love it. Star beer with Joe Bob Briggs drinks. Joe Bob And uh, I'm going to find some fucking Lone Star beer. I'm going to get a little hair of the dog in me. And then I'll be uh, going into, uh, I'm, I'm going to be going through this New Mexico, Texas fucking checkpoint apparently here very soon. Uh, so I'll let you know how that goes. Hopefully they don't breathalyze me. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think happened what, what do you infer from this well have you ever driven anywhere with harrison it's i mean you know how some people most people you know the you know you just, once in a while you drink and drive let's <laughs> um, be, yeah, be honest right Sometimes, like i try not to be the chronic drinker and driver but but everybody just once in a while it's like you know what I'm not leaving my fucking car here and I'm just driving at home and it'll be fine. Well, it's but like some see, people are, are extremely anti-drinking and driving and it sounds like that's what is Harrison like, well, I'm flying home. Because no. you, you said make a screwdriver. He's just talking about like getting a Lone Star beer. I mean. No, I couldn't see Harrison being that anti. I mean, he probably doesn't want him to. something just, else? He probably doesn't want him to drink like, you know, a half gallon of Gordon's vodka or something and drive. Well, right. wait, it wasn't, weren't they, aren't they, were they switching off driving duties, or was the one guy just doing all the driving? You know, I, I have no idea. That's the thing. I, I don't know where Harrison definitely freaked out about something. He was crying apparently. So crying. Something, well, that's what he said. He was crying. You didn't I, well, hear that? I thought his mom crying. I, I didn't know that the Harrison crying episode was during this trip. I didn't. But um, I guess I maybe I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> wasn't the first time. Are you watching that Jessica Alba video again? I might be. I might be multitasking. I'll be. I'll be quite frank. <laughs> no, he was saying that Harrison's crying differed from his mother's crying because it was more like pitiable. Like he wanted to pet him because he felt bad for him. Right. So you know? this Jizzy Jizzy Jeff or whatever his Jizzy name is. Jay. He, 
he's a fan of the show, right? Oh, he listens yeah. to he's the been show. calling for years. So, I mean, does he understand that the point of a podcast is, like, to tell a story? Like, we heard about the sandcastle, and we heard about Harrison flying away, and we heard about crying, but, like, n- nothing was put together for me in that little in that little narrative. No, he's very this, choppy. This is his calling card, though, a sloppy narrative. It usually, he'll call... We usually... But most of his calls usually we play on Patreon because he calls like eight times. Oh, so he, yeah. there's going to be follow-up calls with oh, details for sure. later. He already oh. did. Like I, I saw that he and some woman called ten times. Like we have like ten calls just straight straight in a row on like Thursday night. So we're probably going to end up playing those on. Well, I think what I'm assuming is going to happen. We're, 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 we're going to have to renegotiate my fee if you're expecting me to listen to any more calls. <laughs> No, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna subject you to that. But uh, Harrison next week will be on the show. I want to put the pieces together, find out what will happen or what happened, and then I'm assuming on Patreon we'll play all those calls from Juicy Jake, and so Harrison can kind of explain what it is that caused him to freak out, cry, and come home. So something happened. We'll what is the lowest scene. amount of money I can donate to Patreon to hear those? <laughs> you know, I'll give just because you did the show. I'll well. send it to you. I'll give you a. I'll send, I'll send oh, you wow. a freebie. A, a bonus. Freebie. I'll hook you up. And is this is this guy, DJ Jazzy Jeff? Is he moving to yeah. Los Angeles? Is he? Okay. He's moving Why? to LA. Did I don't know. Podcast. You know, I I have no idea. I also don't know what he's playing. I don't know. I don't think he has money, so I think he's just gonna live in his bus or his van. Or I mean, aren't you extremely Earl's. worried that he's gonna show up on your doorstep, oh, like no. needing to use your shower? What are you oh, gonna no. do? He's not. I I will maybe meet him for a beer in, in a very public setting, so I can leave. But uh, yeah, no, no, he's not going to be. Uh, Seems like you could probably house. figure out your address easily. It's not that. Yeah, hard. it's not I got hard a new to do one. nowadays. Well, no, I guess he could find yeah, but, uh, where all the jeans are. To do nowadays. You, you might want to get a, a taser or bear spray or something <laughs> if you don't already have it. But, but there's, there, I think Lance and I are kind of leaning towards the same thing. The only reason it sounds like he's moving to Los Angeles is to be closer to his two favorite podcasters. Am, am I am I, I off base for thinking that that's the reason behind the move? I'm hoping he has other friends here because... Yeah, but why would you think that? <laughs> I don't you know. Get, There's you a lot need, of people. I, if I were you, I'd be much more concerned than apparently you are uh, figuring it, out what Jizzy Jeff's uh, expectations are right now. <laughs> it doesn't sound to me like he has a bunch of people he knows in L.A. Otherwise, Harrison wouldn't have been the one that flew out and, and rode back with him. It would have seemed like somebody that maybe has known him or met him once in his life would have done that. It just it I mean, just seems to me like there's a motive here. That motive is to be closer to his two favorite podcasters. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, you know, I, you know, you know, D. I think you should be consulting with uh, Lenora because you know she has a lot of experience with stalking, stalking, and and she has that whole podcast about stalking. And I think you might be the next guest of her podcast. And you don't you you're not actually putting the pieces together yet. You know what I'm what I'm thinking is I'm thinking he wants to be like the third co-host kind of like Beetlejuice or something, you know? I guess Beetlejuice is really a co-host, but maybe like one of those like regular frequent rat whack packers. 
And so uh, that's exactly what. Like it's, but it's worse than that. I mean, Howard Stern has an entire like organization that that helps him deal with the whack pack. Like yeah. you don't have that. You're, you're this is like a Rupert Pupkin fucking uh, <laughs> King of Comedy situation. He probably like has a, a fucking cardboard cutout of you in that van. I'd be very worried, and I don't think you've. I don't think you. I'm to not. Me. I'm downplaying the concerns. You know, first of all, I don't. No, first I know all, you're downplaying the concerns. I'm saying you need to up play the concerns yeah i there's, think because lance just hit it perfectly there's no middleman but when you're a podcaster there's no middleman between you and the fan like he has gary dell about you know a whole fucking management crew that can fucking insulate you from the fucking dedicated crazy you know fan that just is just so obsessed with the show you don't have that so I, you know, I think the so. other the other thing, D, is you've already, you know, you've already spun the chamber on this fucking ru Russian roulette too many times already. Like, remember when you met the guy who wanted to make a video about you and maybe even me, and oh, it yeah. had to do with like, like semen monsters coming out of our penises <laughs> and fighting each other. He, that I mean, that you, guy, think, you think I'm making a joke? That's exactly what. And you met that guy for fucking coffee. That like, guy you're lucky me, that guy uh, didn't, doesn't have your if skin. If you let him for coffee, I hope you drank it black. Because if you drank it with cream in it, I'm afraid it wasn't the cream you were thinking you got. That guy made me this, like, he welded a menorah, a sick and wrong menorah. Remember that, actually? I mean, now that I would have never remembered it until you just mentioned it, but yeah. That's why he wanted to meet me, is to give me the gift that oh, he yeah, made for why. me. Yeah, yeah, that's why he wanted to meet you. <laughs> you're, you're, like I said, you've spun this chamber multiple times and haven't like had anything too horrible happen yet, and like you're on like the sixth chamber at this point. I think, first of all, Jews have nine lives at least, <laughs> <laughs> unless they live in Germany. But I, uh, I think Jizzy Jake is innocuous. He's been calling for years. I don't think I have anything really to worry about. Second of all. I think he's going to be hanging out with Harrison and probably camping in Harrison's, like, right in front of Harrison's apartment. Well, that's your hope. That's that's what I think is going to happen. However, who knows, because maybe Harrison will never speak to him again after the incident. Do you have, uh, do you have like, find, you know, track me set up on your phone that we can have? Or I might even want to get you one of those, like, long-life battery things that, like, people who hike out in the backcountry of Alaska, like a GPS locator, that you could just maybe always carry around with you. I, I think I'm going to send you one of those. He probably wants to make a skin suit out of my tattoos. He can be like, I'm D. Simon. Ah! You know? Yeah, that is probably what he wants to do. You're joking about it now, and it's going to be tragic when we have to listen to this tape in like a month when that's really happening. That that could I be. I personally won't find it tragic. I will find it entertaining <laughs> as shit. If you if you wind up raped and dead by some super fan, I will be enjoying whatever news source or whatever I get it from. I will be like, I know that guy. He got raped and killed by a super fan. I know. It. I'd be bragging to all my friends. Hey, I know that guy. You know it's going to happen. And so, so I'm looking forward to it. But I'm just telling you that that's, that could be in your cards in the near future. You know what's going to happen, though, is that some teens will find me in a suitcase and TikTok, and all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, this podcaster, and then Sick and Wrong will be huge, and then Wackily will just start it up again. Maybe well, you've always yeah. wanted to go yeah, viral. starting it up again. <laughs> you always wanted to go viral. This could be your chance. Get raped and killed and shoved in a suitcase. 
know. I think that's what's gonna happen. And you, I mean, you could just have a huge like. You could be like, he grew up in the area where the massive flooding of 2020 happened, and then and then coronavirus happened, and then and then he was murdered and put into a suitcase and found by a TikTok teen, and then his ex co-host started the show up again and made millions. <laughs> made millions. And I can't wait to hear John Quinones from 2020 narrating your demise. It's gonna be amazing. I'm you'd John like page, You'd be on like page 12 of the paper down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, I, yeah, I would have like a tiny blurb, you know. Anyway, people call Sicker on hotline, 223-522-4032. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. And next week, we are going to reveal in detail what actually happened on this fateful road trip. I, I do want to know what happened because now I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Harrison, the production I... values on this show have gone way up because, oh, yeah. like, this whole getting people to come back, like, we uh, we didn't have that technology when I was on the show. Yeah, I don't think we ever had any cliffhangers. I think most people, when they heard like maybe the first I don't know, four minutes, were like, "Get what the fuck? Purge the iPod," you know? Um, what's more, tr what's more tragic about this episode? Having a host of a podcast who's been doing it for 15 years <laughs> or two retired podcasters joining a host of a podcast who's been doing it for 15 years what's more tragic i think the whole thing is tragic yeah i think there's probably <laughs> enough tragedy to go around. Just, I know. all very sad just it's everything is sad. just pathetic yeah god we put it like that anyway patreon.com slash stick rock sign up and you'll get to hear that exclusive contact next week when harrison returns if he returns. I don't even know what happened to him. Um, we're going to end the show here. Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Steel, this is one I picked out for you because there's no Bay City fireworks this year, and I'm sure you're heartbroken over it. Um, Lights much. Out by uh, UFO, you know, from their album oh. Lights Out. Michael Shaker. Yes, right. you know, yes Michael, I'm very I'm well aware. Our lead. Good, good band. So we're going to end the show here with Lights Out. And not a single soul in your audience knows who the fuck you're talking about. Oh, I doubt it. Did they ever play uh, River Roar? UFO, no. They 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 were very short lived. Then he just became the Michael Shanker band yeah, after Michael that. Shanker He's still band, the Michael yeah. Shanker band. Um. Anyway, we're on the show here with uh, UFO Lights Out. Uh, Wackerly and Seal, thanks for being on the show. Happy Fourth of July. Yeah. Don't don't, don't blow your, your fingers off with yeah, an M80. Was, you know. I was gonna say the same. Don't burn your fingers lighting sparklers. You know, those get pretty hot. You gotta be careful. <laughs> we'll be back next week with episode Zep 47. We'll find out what happened to Harrison's road trip. Until then, take it sleazy.
Adam and Eve are still around. That's Dude, insane we still get me. money from them. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen often, but I would say every three months we get like 400 bucks. Oh. Yeah, I'm surprised. Speaking of low quality Chinese products. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I want to order some uh, Adam and Eve shit. A fucking six-year-old toddler in China right now building your next fleshlight. 